You're listening to the Freedom Found Podcast, an audio community for freedom-driven entrepreneurs wanting to build and scale an impactful online business that allows you to spend more time with your toes in the sand than your fingers on the keyboard. I'm your host, Crystal Church. I'm a copywriter and consultant, borderless entrepreneur, and wannabe dog mom. On this podcast, we'll talk all things online business, marketing, strategy, mindset, health, travel, and what it's really like to be a borderless entrepreneur. Freedom Found is all about equipping you with insight and actionable tips to help you build your business around your life so you can spend more time exploring new cities, hanging with your family, working on that new business project, or quite frankly, however the hell you'd like. Hello, hello. We're here with the wonderful Hannah Nieves. Hannah is a marketing and business growth expert and founder and principal of Hannah Nieves Consulting. She empowers and supports high-powered entrepreneurs and brands through her signature HN trio of marketing, branding, and PR. She knows what it takes to build, market, and promote authentic brands and create bottom line results. And she is here today to talk to us about how to do just that. Welcome so much to the Freedom Found podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You are so, so welcome. I'm so excited for our conversation. And before we dive into anything, I'd love to give our listeners just a background about both you and what you do, but really your journey to doing that and how you got here today. Yeah. So I'll try to keep this really short because I will be here all day talking about the story, but a little bit of background about me. We have three core brands in our portfolio. We have the agency and the consulting side. We have our education platform. And then we also have our brick and mortar studio and event space. Um, started this business out. Oh my goodness. Now summer of 2019 was the official start date. So almost three years ago, and started this business out from actually burnout. I went to the hospital, you know, climbed the ranks of my corporate career. Fast forward after that burnout experience, realized I can't keep doing this. I can't keep building someone else's dream. So that's what I initially started HN Brands from ground zero. And then fast forward now, almost three years later, here we are with global client roster, brick and mortar studio, impacting people every single day. Just in three years, no big deal. <laughs> Just three years, you know, three years of a lot of work. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. I love it. And I've obviously have loved being a part of that journey as a client of yours and also just, just seeing and watching that transition grow and evolve. And so that's really what I want to dive into and talk about today is this expansion from, you know, one arm to two to three, to this complete multidisciplinary business with now a brick and mortar location and really how that ties into this bigger legacy that you're creating. So can you, we're going to go deep on our first question here. Can you kick us off with this process and tell us about how this multidisciplinary brand that you're creating really does lead into the legacy that you're building? Mm, I love this conversation so much. And I don't get to talk about this a lot. So thank you for allowing this. So, you know, when I first started my business, I always knew I was going to do multiple things. The thought of doing one trade or one company just didn't really excite me. I'm also a manifesting generator. So just having my hands in different buckets is really exciting for me. I also like to not put all of my eggs in one basket as well. And again, just coming from the corporate arena as well, just I like to diversify everything that we're doing. So, you know, the kind of the core concept of everything that we do at HN Brand Portfolio is essentially redefining the way that we live and work, right? And each of our core brands 
are basically living out that mission in some form or some way. And they're all working together with one another. So whether we're executing it for a lifestyle brand that's able to do that for their clients, or we're helping do that on our EDU platform by helping our clients be able to integrate their work and life balance. And now with the studio, so the studio is kind of like the first initial kickoff point in the brick and mortar arena, but it's definitely not the end goal of where we're going to be. But how I like to explain it is like, there's this ecosystem that's just working together this entire time under one common thread. I love that. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that then? What was the switch or was there a moment where you've realized, wait a second, we need to take this in person? Mm, I always knew there's going to be a brick and mortar. I always knew that Mm. just intuitively. I just didn't know how it was going to look and, you know, what the first step was going to be. And, you know, I started my career out in real estate. So real estate is in my blood. So is design. So I always have a pulse of what's on the market in commercial and residential in my area. And I saw this space come up and I remember the first day I went to go see it and I walked in and I looked to my husband and I said, this is it. And then he looks at me with those scared eyes and he's like, (laughs) not again. He's like, you're crazy ideas. But you know, one of the things we talked about as well is that like when I get fixated on an idea and I can see the vision, like I can visually see it in my head. There's nothing stopping me. Like I'll just figure Mm -hmm. it out. I will make it work. And I think that can be also really hard for a lot of people because, you know, the first reaction or first instinct is to say, you know, well, what if, or what do I need to do? Or what if this goes wrong? Where for me, I kind of look at it as like, let's make the mistakes. Let's fail first. Let's learn those lessons and let's tweak and pivot from there. Yeah, that's so, so true. So if there's somebody listening right now who's thinking, I've been wanting a brick and mortar, I've been wanting something that's a little bit different to just the online space. What would you say are some of the considerations that they should, you know, keep in mind as they're either feeling out or starting that venture? Mm, Great question. So in terms of starting any type of brick and mortar, it really depends on location. So that's a big one as well. I never sugarcoat to people. Brick and mortar is going to cost you more, obviously, because you have a location. So you have to be mindful of that. I did not start this process earlier on in my business because I wanted to make sure that our first two businesses were stabilized, meaning revenue was at a stable place where it wasn't going crazy up and down. It's pretty steady at this point. And we built up enough cash reserves to self-fund this project. Now, I know some people go into, you know, getting venture capital or traditional financing, but what I tell people like at a minimum, you want 12 months of your living expenses set aside to make sure if anything were to happen in the economy or whatever, that you're prepared. So that's a big one. The other thing too, is you want to make sure that you're able to allocate the time to this. So whether it's, for example, say you own a online e-commerce, you know, clothing boutique, something along those lines, and you're wanting to take it in person, or maybe you're a service provider and you're wanting to have an office space, whatever it is for you, you want to make sure at least you have like a network and an audience too, that you can almost promote this new business to. So the first thing that I did was when I opened up the studio was I leveraged all of our platforms to promote this new business. It's a lot easier doing that instead of the ground up where you are like grassroots reaching out to everyone and starting from ground zero. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that just puts you at a different like playing field when you start out. So you already have something behind Mm -hmm. you versus, you know, going from scratch. 
I find this so fascinating. Can you just walk us through the process a little bit more about like what it took to take your studio for, or maybe when you purchased Mm -hmm. it, it was just ready to go. But I'm assuming knowing you that there were (laughs) renovations, tweaks, et cetera, to it. Mm -hmm. So what was that process and that timeline like? Yeah. So we signed, oh my goodness, we signed the lease back in September of 2021 and we didn't actually start the construction until I would say December 1st. So it was right after Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. So we started construction in December. We were like 90% done by top of February. And then we actually opened in March and there were still little tweaks along the way that we were doing. But when we first got the space, it looked nothing like it it does now. I mean, we had brown floors. There was no kitchen in there. We basically painted the whole space white. So it did take significant amount of renovation to get it to that point. Not crazy. It's around 1200 square feet, but it was a good amount. And that was something to my husband and I, and this is also something I never sugarcoat. You know, there are many weeks that we were at the studio until nine o'clock at night, you know, painting or fixing something in the kitchen, or, you know, I would be going in and putting in door handles and stuff like that. And, you know, things along those lines, but I loved it. It was something like real and physical. And then just now, even just seeing people use the space, I'm like, this is all worth it. Mm. Oh, I bet that is so gratifying. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's, it's incredible. Every time I see photos of people using the space and like what they create, I always get emotional because it's just such a beautiful space. And to see people get inspired, like in almost like I say in my own home is just incredible. Yes. And I mean, I have to say this is already moving and grooving like amongst the like wider community, because one of my clients actually has booked your space and I didn't know that she knew you and she knew you. And I was like, Oh yes. And I just think that that goes to show just like you know, how far reaching the impact is and that Mm. you will start to see this, you know, have that ripple effect, um, even as you are already. So that said, I want to bring it back around to this like legacy conversation and yes, with the brick and mortar, but just with every facet of your business in general, like what does legacy mean to you? Mm, I love this question. So when you think about legacy, I want, you know, the listeners who are listening in now to really think about, I know this is going to go deep for a second, but you know, at the end of your life, when we pass, because we all will, what do people say about you? I think that's a big one because a lot of times we get so caught up in the monetary of like, this is what I did in my career. This is what I did in my business. I scaled my business to seven figures, blah, blah, blah. I don't care about that. Right. No one talks about that. You know, when they're at your funeral at the end of life, right. They talk about you as a person and the impact that you had either on the community around you, your family, X, Y, Z. So really legacy building is something that is going to live on even when you are not here, right? So I was just at an incredible summit on Necker Island with Richard Branson, and he is a perfect example who is building a legacy every single day. And even though his businesses are wildly successful from a monetary standpoint, equally, he is giving back to his community in much larger ways. So I want you to think about how you're making an impact on your community. And it doesn't have to be the entire world, right? A lot of people think like, oh, I'm not making a big impact because my audience is small. I don't care. It starts with your world, right? Start within your world and see who you can impact and positively change. I love that so much. And I mean, even that takes me back to like the first few months, first, maybe three, six months of me starting my business. I had no money, you guys. I had nothing. I was making no money off of client projects. 
And I was donating a portion as the client gift. I was like, Mm -hmm. I could send somebody a gift box or I can donate something to an organization that aligns with like my brand values. And it's like, I swear I was donating, I don't even know, $20, $30. It was something very small to me, but like you can start anywhere, you know? And I Mm -hmm. think that that's what's so beautiful about this. And then watching the expansion as your brand grows, then you can have more reach and greater impact. Mm, I love that so much. And I remember that as well. And you really led with that. And I was just Mm -hmm. so amazed because- I don't see a lot of people do that. And it really is so powerful. And not just from, you know, a positioning standpoint, if you want to say, but truly like you're making an impact. Like instead of giving that gift box, like you're going and helping, you know, say for example, like a child with um who's dealing with hunger, right? Mm-hmm. Or people who are getting impacted and you're helping and serving them. So I think it's just this ripple effect as well. It absolutely is. And now too, it's like we've evolved and we've changed, you know, the organizations that we're working with and the way that we do our gifting. And that's always kind of a core element, but it's still not even something that I speak to to very often. But I think that there's so much opportunity to give in a way that Mm -hmm. you want to. Like you don't have to donate to charity. That doesn't have to be your impact. There are so many ways you can do it from oh gosh, let's see, like doing um, scholarships for your programs or giving opportunities, uh, mentorship, you know, giving back to other businesses in different ways. So I hope that this is inspiring you if you're listening to this right now, because it's getting me all fired up. I love it. Um, So really thinking about like this, this bigger legacy, I have to say, really reflecting on my own journey, I used to not at all feel like a legacy was something that was even on my radar, you know? And when I heard people talk about it, I was like, "Mm, I feel like disconnected to this. Like, I don't feel like it's like something personal Mm. to me. And it's only as I have continued to like sort of evolve my definition of it, very similar to what you said earlier, which is it's not just about like, oh, your legacy isn't the brand that you've built, right? It isn't the figures that you built it to. It's the deeper impact. And so if, if there's a listener thinking right now, legacy sounds too big. I just want to say, like, listen to what Hannah's saying, like legacy can be anything, any impact that you're making. Yeah. I love that too. And one thing I was going to mention is really what is your soul calling you to do? And I think Mm -hmm. that's a big one as well. And what are you uniquely known for? You know, for me, connection and conversation is really something really, really big for me. And people tell me time and time again, like, I will connect people at random times for random things. And that's just me as a whole. Like I'm a true connector. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, when it ties into redefining the way that we live and work, it's really creating this opportunity for conversation and community and connection, right? And I'm creating environments to do so. So it's like, that's the overarching kind of like theme. And then throughout our brands, that's how we're integrating this connection piece. So again, just really coming down to like, what's that anchor statement for you? Sometimes like, at least for me, I'm a very visual person. So I like to write it down. I like to like see it right in front of me. And anytime I'm questioning a decision, I will always look up on my whiteboard and say, okay, are we on track? Does this align with the future vision of where we're going? So everything just always ties back to that. But again, like if you feel overwhelmed with legacy, go back to again, like what is my soul calling me to do? That's so, so beautiful. I love that. And it's mm-hmm. the question that is so easy to not answer and be like, I don't have time for that, but it will literally change everything that you do. Everything, everything. Because, mm-hmm. you know, even coming back from this trip, like some of the things I've been thinking about and just reflecting on is, and then I even just talked about this on social media was that even with content online, it's, you know, how to use a specific strategy, how to do X, Y, Z. It's very, what's the right word? Very detailed, very micro, right? We're talking about like micro things. 
And I just encourage people that are listening in to hear, really think bigger, think outside the box and start to think outside of what everyone's talking about, especially say if you're in this online world, when everyone goes right, I want you to go left because that's not only going to help you stand out, but that's going to give you so much more clarity on again, like where you're going. I am interrupting this episode today to let you know that if you are loving everything that Hannah is sharing and all the knowledge nuggets that she is putting down and you want to learn more from her inside an intimate community, she is one of our select industry-leading guest speakers that is coming in to train on all things PR and omni-channel marketing presence inside of my program, Freedom Found Collective. And in addition to Hannah, we are going to have industry-leading guest experts come in every single month to teach on new topics such as wealth building, teams, leadership, funnels, marketing, selling, all the things that are going to help you really scale your service-based business. So if you are interested in joining FFC, we kick off in just a couple of weeks and there's just one spot left. Come and join us. You'll get access to all of the goodies inside, including weekly group coaching calls, one-on-one calls with me every single month, Voxer access, and so much more. Click the link in the description to head over and view all the details on the FFC sales page and put your application in ASAP to grab that last spot before we kick off. Your community is already waiting for you. I cannot wait to see you inside. Okay, let's get back to the episode. And even coming back from this, it's just like mind blowing to see, okay, like what are the opportunities that are actually out there? And there's, it's really limitless. It is, isn't it? But it's so hard for us to see it unless we like take the Mm -hmm. time to sit down and open up our minds and, and also have those conversations, getting in the room with people that are going to open up those conversations. Yeah. And I always say you need to be surrounding yourself with people that are living that and walking Mm -hmm. that and making you feel expansive because at the end of the day, you're going to get people in your circles that are going to be very, micro driven. They're going to be, I want to hit six figures. And that is their only goal. Their only goal is monetary. But if you surround yourself with the people that are thinking bigger and playing bigger, and not just from a monetary standpoint, but just in their impact in the world, it is naturally going to continue to, you know, increase your vibration. If that's your thing, it's going to help elevate you and your brand And at every single level, you're naturally going to outgrow different things and people. And I think that's just something that comes with rising above and elevating your brand. Absolutely. This is, you've given us so many good like knowledge nuggets today. Thank you so, so much. I want to ask you our final like closing question, which is we all have this dream living inside of us about living out our own version of freedom, right? Whatever that means to us. And so many of us start our businesses and our companies because we want to bring that into our day-to-day reality, but it can get hard. So what advice do you have for entrepreneurs listening that are on a mission to incorporate more freedom into their life? Mm, I love this. So when it comes to incorporating more freedom, this especially comes down to your business model as well. Don't create business models just because you think it works. Create a business model that's going to work for you. I see like a big trend right now in the online space with people shifting from coaching to agencies and done for you work and vice versa and whatnot. And they both come with their pros and cons. They both come with complexities. So I think the biggest thing is just really getting clear on what your lifestyle looks like. You know, for some people that are listening in that maybe are parents and they have kids, like your lifestyle is going to look completely different from someone who's living a nomadic lifestyle 
across the world. And that is okay. And no lifestyle is better than the other, but I think it's just really getting clear on what that means to you and building a business that helps support that. That's another one as well. And just getting clear on boundaries. That's the last one as well. Mm-hmm. You know, boundaries are key. And especially for a lot of service providers that are listening into this episode right now, it is so easy to consume everything with your client work. And like, I'm guilty of it. We all are guilty of it. My biggest recommendation is setting boundaries and setting time away. That is a big one. Setting time away where you set the expectation. I am not here. I am recharging so I can serve you better. And that's exactly what I did with this trip. I let people know, like, I am not going to be available. And that is okay. That's okay. So really building in those boundaries is a big one and really building a business model and finding support from people who are living that lifestyle too. Because it's very easy online to find people who will, you know, promote and sell services about X, Y, Z thing but are working 24 hours a day behind the screen. So I think really just finding people that embody the values that you want as well. You bring up such a good point. And I talk about this so often, which is like anybody can go out there and make a multi-six, seven-figure brand, but are they working around the clock? Are they working 24-7? Is that what you want? Does it align? And I think that you kind of have Mm -hmm. to have those filter questions in place for yourself before you decide to go all in either on an, you know, an individual service, whatever it is that you're looking at, but it's an important conversation to have, I think with yourself on a regular Mm -hmm. basis. Oh yeah. So my last thing I'll say is that you really want to follow people in siloed industries, right? So people that are not in the same industry as you, so you can get key trends, stay on top of what other industries are doing. That'll also help influence you too, but also help to differentiate you as well. So, so good. And um, yeah, I just love everything that we've talked about today. Love you so, so much and appreciate you sharing a bit of your insights with us. And please let the listeners know how they can connect with you further and go and learn more about the HM brand. Amazing. Well, first off, thank you so much for allowing me to come on here and talk to your audience. Uh, It's been so fun. I am on Instagram at HN House. Um, It's H-N-H-A-U-S. You can find our website, hnhouse.com. We have a lot of free resources on there and you can also listen to the HN House podcast. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you so much for being a loyal Freedom Found podcast listener. And if you love this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would pass this on to a friend. This is how we can help support each other and get this message out to more women that might be waiting right now to hear a message just like this. So you can go and share this with your business best friend right now or head on over to leave us a five-star review. Your small gesture really does mean more than you know. Thank you so, so much. Love you lots and I'll catch you next time.